It's time for Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck, here's Lance Meadow. Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point is brought to you by American-made Peerless Boilers. Go to peerlessboilers.com for a dealer near you. NRG, the official energy provider of the New York Football Giants. Learn more at Pitt. NRG.com and by PSENG committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future and brought to you by Mercedes-Benz, the official luxury vehicle of the New York Giants as the Giants get their second straight home win, topping the Raiders 23-16 here at MetLife Stadium. Quincy Roche, the strip sack, Leonard Williams, the recovery, and it seals the W for Big Blue as the Giants now improve to 3-6 and six overall, 2-3 and three here at MetLife Stadium. The Raiders getting into the red zone six times and only walking away with one touchdown. This was one of the top offenses in the NFL. This was also one of the best offenses in taking care of the football, yet they were minus two on the day with three turnovers, including two interceptions by Derek Carr. Bob Papa joins me. We'll also later on have some player reaction as well as hear from Joe Judge. Carl Banks joins the party as well, and this was quite the performance by the Giants. It's never easy call for them. It always usually comes down to the wire, but here's an example where the Giants' defense held and the offense did enough to complement them, which is something that we haven't necessarily seen game in and game out this year. Well, it started off with the offense uh, setting the tone for the game, and then the defense kind of came on and, and did what they did, but it was a complete team uh, win. And that's what it's supposed to be when you – Get into some of these dogfights. You need every all hands on deck. And today, the defense was able to give this team a score, a position to score again off of a turnover, um, and then to be able to close out the game. So they did exactly, again, uh, what they've been doing for the last three games. This defense is performing at a high level when needed. Yeah, this is the third straight game where the Giants' defense has been impressive considering the scores. They held the Chiefs to 20, they held the Raiders to 16. And then, Bob, on the offensive side of the ball, this was by far the best rushing performance for the Giants today in terms of them piling through for 149 yards off of 31 carries. Yeah, Booker, you know, went over 100 yards and he lost three in his last carry and left the game because of an injury. Um, so he finishes with 99. Penny comes in because remember, Brightwell's on the COVID list. Mm hmm. Yep. So uh, Penny comes in. You only have two healthy running backs, and Penny averages seven yards a carry, five carries for 35 yards, chip in 17 more for Daniel Jones. And you're right about the defense. I mean, this is a Raider team that's averaging almost 26 points a game. Uh, the Giants hold them to 16. And the other thing about this is, you know, you look at the Giants' red zone defense. Statistically, it's not, you know, in the top ten, although they're going to move up after today because the Raiders – had one touchdown, one field goal, one missed field goal, and a fumble. The Giants have now forced five red zone turnovers, one interception this season, and four fumbles. Uh, so they've done a really good job as far as that's concerned. Daniel Jones, uh, the only mistake that he had in the game, obviously, was the fumble that set up the field goal uh, for the Raiders to give him a 10-7 lead. They didn't ask him to do a lot, or they didn't do a lot because of what they're dealing with, with an offensive line that's shaky at best. He was 15 of 20, 110 yards, no interceptions. Uh, Ingram uh, was the leading receiver with three catches. Galladay had two big ones. 
Booker had three. Rudolph had four. I mean, the numbers are as pedestrian as they come, but they played to a profile today that they had to to win the football game. And now the Raiders, fifth straight year, the Raiders have lost coming off the bye. Yeah, it hasn't been pretty at all for them. Yeah, and and the thing is, Bob, when you say they played to a profile, they knew what they couldn't do uh, physically in terms of exposing their pass protection. They knew where their strengths were in terms of the ability to run the football with multiple um, multiple facets, meaning the quarterback, the fullback, the running back, right? So they leaned on that. And then they said, well, we got tight ends too, that if we continue to keep our formations closed, we can use our tight ends in the pass game as well. So they used what they had available to them, and they put pressure on Raiders with those type of um, – those type of players, that profile, I should say. So the Giants beat the Raiders 23-16. to We'll step aside. We'll hope to hear from head coach Joe Judge, get player reaction as well as the Giants get their second straight home win now, 3-6 and six on the season. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants radio network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Leonard Williams, and you're listening to Giants football on the fan, WFAN New York. Car in a shotgun, two receivers to the near side left. He takes the snap, he's back, he's looking left the whole way, he throws it left, and it's intercepted by the Giants, McKinney, down the right sideline, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown Giants! Xavier McKinney with his first career pick six. That is today's play of the game brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit buyfordnow.com, Ford, the official vehicle of the New York Giants. That pick six coming on the very first possession of the third quarter. As Derek Carr had two interceptions, excuse me, Kinney responsible for both of them. This was actually the second time this season McKinney had a two-interception game. He also had two off of Matt Stafford against the Rams in week six here in East Rutherford, New Jersey, as the Giants were able to capitalize off of the takeaways today. That was also a big difference maker as we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Giants topped the Raiders 23-16 to improve to 3-6. and six. The Raiders fall to 5-3. and three. Entering this game, the Giants had 11 takeaways on the season. Nine of them, they actually had opportunities to put points on the board, and they only scored 18 points off of those nine takeaways. So today, they have three takeaways alone. Two of them, they could have scored points because the last one obviously sealed the game, and they walk away with 10 points off of those two takeaways. They get the pick six, and then they scored a field goal off of the other interception. And, Bob, when your offense is struggling, it's nice when your defense can put some points on the board to help complement them. Yeah, that's the Giants' first defensive touchdown of the year, their first interception return for a touchdown since week four five of last year the only other defensive points they scored this year or anything uh defensively at all was the leonard williams safety uh but they really haven't gotten any points that way the other thing that's going their way is the fact that you know their kicker has been phenomenal um outside of the 36 yard miss wide left uh against new orleans and the 54 yarder against dallas graham gano you know three for three today you get the mckinney interception you move the ball down the field, you get into field goal range, and you got this confidence that you know that our guy's going to make the kick. He's now made 19 of 21 this season, uh, nine more points for him, and then the Giants were able to play defense. And, you know, McKinney's first career pick six, Quincy Roche, 
uh, who they picked up on waivers. He was a sixth-round draft pick of Pittsburgh this year, played his college ball at Miami, and, you know, he's, you know, starting last week against Kansas City, you know, he's getting run. Uh, O'Shane Ziminis, who was, was a third-round pick, has done, really he's done nothing. Uh, he had a shoulder injury last year, only played in four games. He had four and a half sacks as a rookie, but 12 tackles this year and just one quarterback hit for Ziminis. They felt like Quincy Roche was a better option, and he certainly uh, gave the coaches or emboldened the coaches with that sack at the end of the game to seal the deal. Zimenez was a healthy scratch, which is what you're referring to today. He was inactive today, and as a result, Roche steps in. And that was their lone sack of the game, but you know, timing is everything, Bob, in football, whether it's takeaways, whether it's penalties, whether it's sacks. And right when they needed it, Raiders get down to the Giants' 13-yard line. Giants are only up by seven. You need your defense to close out the game. You don't want it to come down to overtime, and the defense delivered. And for these last three weeks now, and this is something that we haven't been able to talk about because it's more of a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde showing in the early stages of the season, this is now a unit that's been fairly consistent against Carolina, Kansas City, and Las Vegas, and we haven't been able to talk that way about this defensive unit thus far. Yeah, you know, in those three games that they've played, their last three games, think about this, too. Um, Carolina was 2-for-15 on third downs. Kansas City, which had the number one third down offense in the NFL, they were limited to 5-for-12, and the Raiders were 4-for-12 today. Um, and, you know, when you look at that Raiders 4 for 12, only one of them was nine or more yards, which they didn't hit. They were 0 for 4 between 5 and 8 yards. That's where the McKinney pick 6 came on a third and 7. So they've played pretty good defense. They've gotten off the field. We know that their offense is really a struggle right now, right? They, they can't really run stuff downfield because – Bob, let me cut you off here. we got block. Joe Judge okay. at the podium. We'll continue this conversation. Let's hear from the head coach of the Giants. All right, it was, a, it was a good team win. That was a quality team we played against, very talented, very well coached. You have a lot of credit to those guys. You know, they play very balanced as a team. I think Richie's doing a phenomenal job coaching these guys. Really doing a really good job of keeping these guys within the situations. All right, competitive and active every game. I thought their plan to come out and how they were able to move the ball. You know, some things we had to adjust to as a team. I thought Pat and the staff did a nice job adjusting to what they were doing offensively. I thought T-Mac on the kicking game was able to make some adjustments throughout the game, give some plays down the stretch. I thought Jason and his staff did a good job throughout the game in terms of using some personnel, some different adjustments, help us get going some different things. Uh, but I'm proud of the way the team responded this week to a lot of things. It was a short week. There's a lot of things you come off, you know, in terms of Monday night football, traveling, you know, the, uh, the deals we had as far as the COVID stuff with guys in and out of the building. Um, so very proud of the way the team came out and responded and prepared through whatever we got thrown this week. So it was a good, well-earned team victory. That being said, I'll open any questions you guys have. Obviously, every win is important, but how much more important is it for the psyche of this team heading into the bye week? You know, look, I, I say it all the time. I mean, every game's important. Um, in terms of the psyche, I, I think you always bring that back to just the truth of what's on tape. And we talk all the time. This is a very good team we played today. And we know that when we play our best, when we play where we're capable. If we don't do things that eliminate our opportunities to have success, we know that we're a good team too. We just can't do things that remove, you know, our opportunities to have success. There's a very small margin of error in this league. In terms of our psyche, you know, look, our guys come back to work every week. So when you turn the tape on, you can show them the evidence of what they're doing well and the evidence of what we have to go ahead and correct and what our plan is to fix it. You know, that to me is what brings the psyche really in the, in the mode it's got to be in. Because when someone shows you on tape the truth of this is what you are as a team, don't worry about anything on the outside, what they're saying. Don't worry about any opinion or whatever it may be. You look at the tape, you see what it is, and let's build on what we do well. Let's correct what we have to do better, and let's keep moving forward as a team. So I've seen you know, a lot of things in terms of our players. 
Uh, they've responded well to a lot of situations thrown their way, and they've done a good job as a team sticking together and improving on a weekly basis. Well, what does that tell you? With the testing, you know, the, the things that he had to go through with the testing and then to come through with the two interceptions. You're talking about Zay? Well, he pulled his, like, best Ferris Bueller this week and then had to show up for work and went out and had, you know, career-type game. But, you know, he uh, he did a good job staying prepared. You know, was in all the Zoom meetings and all stuff. You could see, I mean, look, not speaking for Zay, but you can see the frustration level throughout the week. If he's in a Zoom meeting, team's on the field practicing, he's not able to be active and involved. You know, you're kind of one foot in in terms of, am I going to be able to play? Obviously, when he got cleared, that was, you know, big for us as a team. And this guy went out there. He had a good day preparing on Friday. There's a lot of things he had to get in. You know, that was really the first day him moving around since the Kansas City game, you know, on Friday. So we get in there, and for him to go out there and really kind of get a different workload than a lot of other guys on the team to get his body back and moving and then get the first reps he's going to have, you know, from a scheme standpoint, an adjustment standpoint. He did a very nice job staying engaged, staying ready, preparing. You know, we had a number of other guys on the team. There were a lot of floating pieces this week. So there was a large element of when we start talking about the actors for the game, the inactive, who's going to be available, who's going to be maybe a COVID flex. We went in this week truly with everyone has to be ready. We say that all the time, but this week was one of those deals where normally we're able to talk through some of the inactives early in the week. Anticipation, maybe it's through possible injury or game plan, how to play something. This is a week right there. I had to look the, play, uh, the coaches in the eye in a staff meeting early in the week and say, hey, guys, just have them all ready. When we figure this out in terms of who's going to be available, we'll figure it out, but have them all ready. And I think Zay was in that crew of obviously staying ready, doing a good job preparing, and uh, obviously came out today, and he did his job very well and made a lot of plays for us. Joe, you talk about uh, how they responded. What does, what does it tell you about the group that you have, about the way they responded this week with all of the stuff that was swirling around? You know, I'm going to be honest with you, a lot of things just kind of re reaffirm all the things I've known about them all along. We have a very resilient team. We have a very mentally tough team. We got a team, and again, to me, the most complimentary word you can use for any group of people is team. And they stick together and they work together. They challenge each other. They come back. They respond. They come back after tough losses. You can sit there and you can lick your wounds or you can look forward and say, what do we have to do to be successful this week? Well, ball is going to kick off today at 1 o'clock regardless of what happened last week. So we couldn't dwell on what happened you know, on Monday night. We couldn't dwell on any previous games, success or failure in those games. You know, The team really just shows up and works hard every day, work with a good attitude. They accept the challenges we throw their way. Uh, they embrace the challenges other teams are going to give them, and they keep moving forward. You talk about your running game. I'll go right back to you, Jordan. You talk about your running game with Booker gave you, and then also when Eli had to go in there with Booker being hurt. Yeah, I think both backs did a nice job today. You know, I thought Book and Eli both ran strong with good ball security. This was a team that we talked all week about. You know, they're a very effective team of punching the ball away from you and stripping the ball off. And you can see a lot of examples. Those guys holding you up and looking for the strip out of the pile. Even on our kickoff return, same thing. They were definitely looking for the turnovers. And that's the way Richie coaches. They do a very good job of understanding the fundamentals of the game, what really makes the biggest impact. And that's, you know, the turnovers, penalties, mental errors. So we knew going into this game that that was going to be a big part of it. We had to make sure that we had very good ball security. We didn't give them any extra opportunities. And we had to make sure that you know we were able to capitalize on the opportunities they gave for us. But in terms of running game specifically, you know, the offensive line did a very nice job. You know, moving the ball. You know, look, they got really good defensive front. They really do. They're penetrating front. They're very disruptive getting up the field. You have to deal with an element of size and speed. They're very long. They play with good extension. So this team does a very good job disrupting your running game. Uh, we were able to go ahead. I thought the, the game plan put together this week, you know, with the offensive staff, they did a good job of seeing what we do well and what we can match up against them in terms of what other teams had success. thought they found the right formula with that. And we also left enough flexibility in the game plan because we always do, but this week especially, not knowing who's going to be available, that as we lost Caden in the game, you saw a lot more of Cunningham playing that kind of jumbo tight end and able to go ahead and create some situations that we could run to a favorable looks and create situations that we wanted to see certain looks on the field from their defense. What's uh, the difference in this defense the last three weeks? I think really... You look way more the last three weeks kind of like you did last year, whereas early in the season you didn't. 
I see the team as a whole, but you know, directly, you know, on your question about the defense, I just see guys improving. You talk about, you know, what helps you improve. To me, you just keep it simple. You go back to what what's really important in this game. It's fundamentals. You know, you go back to playing with, you know, good zone vision, good man leverage, good breaks on the ball, good footing, you know, good anticipation, not having bad penalties within the game. You know, we got to keep playing with better pre-snap focus and post-snap execution. Got to keep doing a good job of that. But in terms of this defense of, of why they're, you know, improving in terms of, you know, doing it. To me, it comes back to just how they stay committed to working every week. You know, one thing I've seen a lot of the situational improvements of, you know, red zone defense improving throughout the season, the, the two-minute defense improving throughout the season, you know, finding different ways of creating pressure or for not getting a lot of pressure, having coverage combinations to change up. The other thing, too, is these guys are really learning how to communicate and work and play next to each other. Pat had a couple calls that he literally drew up in the sand. We talked about it last night in the staff meeting. Whatever we got to do, we understand who this team is in offense, defense, kicking game. You got to make an adjustment. You know, get it. I don't want to. I don't want to come out of this game and have. A, if we could only get to this call, what helped us? Uh, so Pat and the staff sat there. They drew up a couple calls on the sideline. The guys understood the fundamentals of how to play it, communicated well, and they were able to go ahead and make some plays on it. And that was big for us. Joe, you um, came into this game with only two running backs, I mean, one halfback and one fullback. So when, when Booker goes down, you in your back, your head think, you know, oh boy, now we only got one. It's a fullback. Well, and- Cullen can play as well too. Colin Gillespie is, you know, he works all the time in practice. He's played for us in preseason as far as scrimmage stuff. Yeah, I mean, this guy can play too. So, I mean, everybody's accountably productive at their position. So, in terms of coming to the game, we came in with three backs. So, it was Booker, Penny, and Cullen. So, they were all ready to go. The fact that, though, when you were going to run the ball, mm-hmm. and Eli was the only one back there to run the ball, he gets, you know, 21 yards on two carries where, you know, everyone knows what's coming sort of. You know, how – with an offensive line that often is not able to do that, how satisfying is that that you get <laughs> with that kind of scenario? Well, it shows to me we're becoming a balanced team. You know, balanced teams can run when they have to run and throw when they have to throw. And that was a situation in the game where we had to go ahead and run as much time off the clock, be productive moving the ball, try to keep their offense off the field. So it became obviously in that situation, not that we didn't throw it, we did throw it, but it became more of a primary one to run the ball and be productive moving the ball. That Eli did a good job as far as breaking tackles and extending the offensive line. The tight ends did a good job as far as you know getting it going and making the blocks and moving them off the line of scrimmage, take advantage of it. Uh, look, we've confidence all the time. We have confidence in all of our players. We really do. You know, I, I don't blink no matter who's in the game. When they come over and they tell me Booker's down, you know, my thought process is, is he okay? I'm never worried about. Oh no, he's out. Who's in? To me, it's okay. They all prepare. If they're at the game, they should be prepared. You mentioned Pat Jones and plays, plays up in the dirt. Uh, were any of those on that last drive? Yes. Uh, I'm not going to go too specific into it, but he, he had a couple calls that he made adjustments on the bench before going out to that last drive. You know, you, you talk about, you know, the guy that was killing us is Waller. I mean, that guy's a good player now. I mean, they're finding this guy all the way down the field and seams and all stuff. He's just, he, he's a big target. He's got good hands. He's very fast and athletic. You know, obviously, and then, you know, Renfro early in the game, too. I mean, those two guys, they're an issue to deal with. And then, then you start tying in the backs, you got to focus on 83 and 13. And Richie did a good job with Greg and those guys obviously making the adjustments and, you know, Carr finding the backs underneath. So they kind of created the handoffs, but it's just through the checkdowns. This is a quick follow. You guys have obviously had some difficulties in fourth quarters this year. Uh, it's hard for guys to maybe, you know, that's maybe in the back of guys' minds or not. What did you make of that last defensive stand? You know, because that's a pretty stressful time. Obviously. 
Yeah, obviously that was a big part of the game, you know, to end the game that way, end it with a turnover, you know, and I'm always talking through all the scenarios. So as that's happening, I'm clicking back and forth and talking to Jason. Okay, Jason, I'm going to use a timeout coming up here. Just be thinking about if we're down, okay, is it a tie game? Are we down by one if they go for two? And we got two timeouts. Let's think about getting in range for a field goal. Let's think about what we need. Start going through the menu, you know, clicking back over on the defense. Okay, what are we thinking here? You know, one of them, we want to call a timeout based on seeing what they're going to do. So, you know, I used that timeout in that instance to make sure that we had an understanding of offensively what they were looking for, how that personnel grouping, you know, what they want schematically to match us with. And that was something that matched up into what Pat was kind of drawing up on the sidelines. So we had kind of a new call, new personnel grouping from them. We wanted to make sure that we were on the same page. You know, ended up being productive for us overall. What did you see from Marche? Obviously, he's come on the last couple of weeks, but. That, that final play from your eyes, did you see the play as it was happening? Or? Yeah, I could see him kind of, you know, making his way and getting to the block and getting to him. But I'd say this guy just works hard. I mean, he is, he's a guy that when you watch this tape coming out, we liked him. Obviously, we didn't get him in the draft, went to Pittsburgh, and we were able to get him through the 53 cut. So that was something that when it happened was very good for us. Uh, I see a guy, he works hard. He's got a high motor. He's really learning the game. You know, he's got a skill set like all these young guys do, but all these rookies are really truly learning the game. When we start talking about the pass rushers on the edge, you know, you look at these guys throughout the league, throughout just time, it takes these guys a little while to get caught up. There's a big difference between playing against the tackles and the protections in the NFL versus college. It's just reality is it's very different. Every one of those tackles, they're big, they're long, they're more athletic, they play with better anticipation. Normally it's tough to get these guys off the spot and just go ahead and walk across their face. So you have to have, you know, what's your main move, what's your change up, what can you go to, you know, in a situation. But he's done a good job being productive for us. He's made some plays in the run game. He's made some plays now in some pass rushes. He's doing a decent job for us in the kicking game, um, like every player. So a lot of things just keep developing. This will be a good week for him in terms of, you know, coming off and have a couple of days this bye week of getting a better understanding of some things we get through this stretch of the season. But I see an improving player right there. Is Giants head coach Joe Judge talking about Quincy Roche, who had the strip sack to end the game and help the Giants beat the Raiders 23-16. to Joe Judge's press conference was brought to you by Mercedes-Benz, the official luxury vehicle of the New York Giants. We'll step aside. We'll come back. We'll get some player reaction. We'll continue to break it all down as the Giants win their second straight at home. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Xavier McKinney, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan, WFAN, New York. This look at traffic is brought to you by Monmouth University. Top five in the nation for access and excellence. Learn more at monmouth.edu slash exceptional. Some southbound slowdowns on the western spur. The turnpike at 16W again past 15W. Northbound pretty heavy through the Meadowlands into the eastern spur split with some extra volume on both up to Route 46. Route 120, some slow spots heading into Route 17. Northbound Route 17 between William Street up to Terrace Avenue and Hasbrook Heights. All lanes closed for construction. Follow the posted detours southbound 17 a little slow into route 3 gw bridge heading into the city a 25 minute delay on the upper deck 20 on the lower 25 at the lincoln 40 at the holland now back to mercedes-benz giants extra point with lance meadow and thank you so much as we welcome you back to mercedes-benz giants extra point giants top the raiders 23 to 16 as they improve to three and six two and three here at metlife stadium the giants have also won four of the last five meetings against the raiders including three straight here in east rutherford new jersey we are awaiting some player reaction the player press conferences will be brought to you by metlife the official insurance company of the new york giants and speaking of player performances the player of the game is brought to you by the members and contractors of local 825 operating engineers elec 825 building our future and for the second straight game 
We're going to go with Devontae Booker, who had 122 total yards from scrimmage. This is the second straight game that he has surpassed the century mark. Did a little bit in the receiving game as well as the rushing attack. And with that being said, let's head to the podium. Daniel Jones addressing the media. First, the touchdown to uh, Evan, what you see on, in that play there? Uh, yeah, he did a, did a great job going up and making a play. Um, you know, he just trying to throw it up and give him a chance. And, and uh, you know, he did the rest. So a heck of a play by him right there. What does it mean for you guys to bring the bye into, to bring the win into the bye week? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's big for us to, to get this one and uh, you know a complete team win and, and uh, you know something we can build off of. So still a lot of things we got to work on and work to improve that we'll look to do over this week. But um, you know it feels good to get a win. Uh, Dan, did you find you needed to be very patient in this game? I mean, you didn't throw any completion in the first half, but you know there wasn't a lot of points. Uh, a lot of times you have to lean on the running game. You know, there was not a lot of production maybe from you offensively, but, you know, it was kind of a game you had to, like, grind through and stay close and not, not you know, do anything crazy. Uh, yeah, you know, they're, they're a good defense. Um, you know, kind of their scheme and what they do uh, lends itself to, to that, and we knew it was going to be one of those games. Um, I think the guys up front did, a, did an incredible job uh, getting movement, opening up holes, and then, uh, you know, book and, and uh, you know, Eli did a great job hitting them. So, um, you know, credit to them and, and uh, you know, they're, they're a good defense also. You've had a lot of, you know, adversity this week as a team with all the COVID stuff and the tests. What does it tell you about your group that you kind of grinded through that and responded the way you did today? Yeah, I think it's just a credit to, uh, you know, the focus of the group and, and guys, uh, you know, preparing despite, uh, you know, being out of the building or, you know, whatever was going on, just kind of staying focused on what we were doing, doing and making sure, uh, you know, we were ready to go. So, um, you know, you're going to have stuff like that come up, and it's, you know, about being able to deal with it and still get done what you need to get done throughout the week. Sorry, what, what have you observed in practice about Xavier McKinney's skill set? Yeah, I think he, um, you know, he's a smart player. I think he understands what – Quarterbacks are doing, and, and uh, you know, it was good, good reading eyes, good reading, uh, you know, in his coverage, and, and he makes, you know, a lot of plays back there. He's obviously got uh, tremendous physical skills, and, and uh, you know, he's a smart player, and um, you know, played played big time today for sure. The, the wide receivers weren't uh, especially involved tonight. I think all only like four targets to the wide receivers, something like that. Was it something the Raiders are doing to take them away? Was that kind of a game plan? Like, how, how do you think that is? Um, you know, I think a lot. It has a lot to do with with how well we were running it and, and trusting that. I think, um, you know, when when you're able to do that, when the offensive line's playing playing like that, then then uh, you know you lean on it. And, and um, you know, we have the you know the versatility of a team as a team to be able to play different ways. And um, you know that was working, so so we stuck with it. And um, you know those guys stepped up. They did make some you know big plays when we needed them. So um, you know this team. You know, our team, we can do a lot of different things and, and uh, you know, attack different ways. So, um, you know, got to uh, keep uh, keep working on it. When the, Raiders, when the Raiders get the ball for that last series there, for an offensive player like yourself, what is the stress level like when you're kind of watching that and you don't have any control over it? And can you talk about that defensive stand that you guys made? Yeah, yeah I think um, in those situations, you're always uh, preparing, you know, both ends. Uh, you know, if we get the stop, if we're, uh, you know, in a four-minute situation where we're trying to, you know, bleed the clock or, or we're, 
you know, in two minute, and we got to go down and, and kick a field goal. So you're kind of preparing for both those situations and staying focused on that. Um, but defense stepped up and, and did an incredible job, like they did uh, all game. So um, you know, ton of credit to them. I know you're prepping to go out there in that moment, but were, were you able to watch? Did you realize what had happened until you or did you just hear the crowd and kind of react off of that? Yeah, I was able to see. It's hard not to watch what's going on, you know, and, and uh, watch them out there, but. Um, yeah, like I said, they, they stepped up, played played huge, and um, some some really big plays down the stretch. So, ton of credit to them. At that time of, of the game, the defense is on there, the crowd is rocking. This building hasn't been like that a lot, um, especially this year, and you know, in, in recent years, really. Did you kind of take notice of that and how the energy level is is pretty intense and, and emotional then? Yeah, I did. I think uh, you know that was big for us. The crowd really got into it down. Uh, you know, down the stretch there, and, and uh, you know, we, we uh, really appreciate that support, and, and uh, you know, don't, don't underestimate how they can, you know, impact the game, and, and uh, you know, so they did a great job, and, and we appreciate all the support. The way Booker ran the ball, and then specifically when he was out, did you sense that Eli Penny, you know, he's a guy who likes to get his touches there at the end. Did you sense how he stepped up there? Yeah, like you said, both those guys, uh, Played really well for us, and, and uh, I think a lot, a lot of credit uh, goes to the guys up front. I think they did a great job controlling the line of scrimmage, opening up some, some holes for those guys, and, and, and they found them and, and uh, you know, played well for us all, all day. So I think both those guys, uh, as well as the offensive line, uh, deserve a ton of credit. How exciting is the possibility to get Saquon back at Sterling Beck and have all your playmakers post by? And how much better can this offense be with everybody together? Um, yeah, that's you know exciting, and I know those guys are, are working hard to get back, and um, you know we'll keep keep preparing and, and keep uh, you know game planning based on on who's available, and, and uh, you know I think guys who, who've stepped up in their places have done done a really good job. That's Giants quarterback Daniel Jones. We're going to have another player head right to the podium here, so we'll stay downstairs here. Giants press conferences after their win against the Las Vegas Raiders. Giants tight end Evan Ingram heads to the podium now. We'll take questions. Evan, take us through your touchdown. Um, it's a big play, um, play that we worked on all week. Um, we knew what kind of coverage and the kind of defense they were going to play, and uh, DJ made a perfect throw, literally a perfect throw, and I trusted me with it, and I just went and made a play for the team. Yeah, I mean that's just that's literally who they are um, as a defense. Their coverage um, in that formation, um, literally all day. That's that's what they run. So we knew what we were gonna get. We just had to go make the play. Yeah, you had a lot of adversity as a team this week with all the, mm -hmm. the positive, false positive, and whatnot. What does it tell you about this group that you kind of got through that and, and played the way you did today? Yeah, we just don't blink. We just didn't blink. Um, did everything we were asked. Um, did everything. Had to jump through all the loopholes and all that stuff, and we didn't blink. Um, and the coaches did a really good job of kind of navigating everything and um, allowing us to, to be smart, be safe, but still get our work in. Um, and we just we just handled it um, the best way we could. So I really just not blinking and um, continuing to get the work done. Evan, Kenny only got two targets. Kadarius got one, and uh, Slayton got one. Everything else went to the running backs and tight ends. Did you know that was going to be a big focal point? Um, I mean, we were just ready for whatever. Um, and all those guys, obviously, they, I know they would love more targets, more opportunities, but they made some big plays with those opportunities that they got. Um, so, uh, but 
at the end of the day, uh, we never know what can happen. There's, there could be a lot of balls to receivers, tight ends. We've all got to be ready. Um, and I know those guys are going to continue to work and keep stepping up um, just as everybody else. What did, it feel like for, what did it feel like for you to make that catch and hear the stadium erupt with cheers for you? It was cool. Yeah. It was, uh, it was cool. It felt good. Uh, just mainly just really felt good just making the play for the team. Uh, and just, we worked that play a lot this week, and for it, to, for it to come down and cash in, that was big. So it felt good. What did you make of the uh, last defensive stand? And as an offensive player, how yeah. stressful was that when you're on the sideline? I don't know if there was a camera on me, but I was pretty stressed out. Uh, but I had a feeling uh, our defense is going to step up. They've been playing lights out past three weeks, honestly. Um, and we've been following their lead. And, uh, and, to, and tonight they, they showed up for 60 minutes. Um, he was tasked at hand with all their, all their athletes over there and all their guys. So um, credit to them uh, for this win. And, and we're literally just trying to follow their lead um, and, and, and service them. So they stepped up big. I was, I was nervous. We've been, in the, we've been in that situation a lot of times over the past couple of years. So, um, but I definitely uh, was excited when we got that ball. That's Giants tight end Evan Ingham. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we hear from Xavier McKinney from the press conference room right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow with you as the Giants take care of business here at home, beating the Raiders 23-16. to We heard from Daniel Jones as well as Evan Ingram. We're expected to hear some more player reaction as we move forward. Today's game breakdown is brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit buyfordnow.com. Ford, the official vehicle of the New York Giants. Here's some numbers that jump out from a team aspect. The Raiders were just 4 of 12 on third down, 1 for 6 in the red zone, whereas the Giants were 6 of 12 on third down. They were 0 for 2 in the red zone, but they did capitalize in terms of some field goal opportunities, and their defense did a lot of the heavy lifting to make the big difference between the Giants and the Raiders. And how about 149 rushing yards for the Giants compared to 117 for the Raiders? This was, though, the sixth game this season that the Raiders had 400-plus yards of total offense, but they were not able to end up on the winning side of things as the Giants defense was able to get a pick six as well as two other takeaways and they turned that into 10 points to help them top the Raiders by seven and now they will enter the week 10 bye as they will then gear up for a Monday night game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before they kick off the second half of the season three and six now through nine games and two and three at home Let's head back to the podium. James Bradbury now addressing the media. On uh, Xavier's second interception, you describe like the coverage you guys were in there and what happened? Uh, yeah, we were in a cover three. Uh, they ran a double move. Uh, I was beat on a double move, and Zay, uh, Zay saved my life. So, <laughs> shout out to Zay. We've asked you guys a lot of questions this year about your defense not finishing games. What do you think you guys showed by finishing a game? Uh, I think that it showed that we're capable of finishing a game. Uh, we got a strong defense, and um, we're here to compete, you know. Joe was saying that, uh, that Patrick was drawing a few plays up in the dirt on the sidelines a little bit, particularly in that last series. Can you talk about that and maybe if there were any specific plays that made the difference on that last stand? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say he was drawing plays up in the dirt. Uh, but we was going over some calls that we might had in game plan to run this week that we might have ran in like past past uh, weeks from the past. Uh, so we definitely knew the call, but it just wasn't something we weren't prepared for. But he prepared us on the sideline, and we went out there and executed. 
you had, yeah. uh, you had your taste of, of Kelsey last week, and then tonight you got your taste of the ball. Or what, uh, in particular, the couple of plays you had down in the red zone against him, what was that like? And uh, I would imagine you were pretty satisfied when that ball sailed over both of you guys. Oh, for sure. Back. Yeah, I definitely uh, realized that he was a big, strong, fast guy, you know, within those plays. Uh, but, you know, he's an elite tight end, uh, has speed, has size, and he's strong, too. You know, I was trying to quick jam him and stuff, but, you know, we was up there fighting, and sometimes he was getting the best of me. But, um, like you said, I tried to win as many battles as I could, and uh, fortunately, we came out on top. You guys went through a lot of adversity. this career, obviously, career day today with the pick six and the, uh, the interception late, but how have you seen him grow since he got here? Uh, I think he's just picking up the game of football um, at a high rate. You know, he first got here. Of course, like we're all new, we're all rookies. Uh, you don't know what all the league's about. Um, and also coming in, he's he's learning a lot. And um, he's the execute when he get out there. Like I said, he saved me today. He's being aggressive, making plays for us. And I'm thankful to have him. That's John's quarterback, James Barry. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll hear from Xavier McKinney. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow with you as we are recapping the Giants' 23-16 victory over the Raiders. The Giants Power Report brought to you by PSENG, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. Devontae Booker, 21 carries for 99 yards as the Giants ran for a buck 49. Let's head back to the podium. Xavier McKinney now speaking to the media. Hey, what was this week like for you? Uh, it was a long week. Uh, obviously, I, I didn't get to practice those two days, um, but I was still in meetings, so I uh, just tried to stay locked in. Obviously, I didn't earlier in the week, I didn't know really what was going to happen um, as far as if I was going to be able to play or not, but just tried to stay locked in, locked in throughout the week. So, do you, do you, you use this to get out of practice now next week? Say so what? So do you use these results to get out of practice? No, nah, no, nah, because uh, it's too big of a risk, man. Uh, but no, nah, I just uh, like I said, I just try to stay locked in and uh, you know just follow the follow whatever protocols that you know the NFL has. What, what did you see on your pick six? Uh, well, I just read the quarterback. Um, I felt uh, Winfro going out, um, and I was kind of just all eyes on the quarterback the whole time. Um, he was looking it down, so I uh, just trust my trust my instincts, and you know I went and I made the play. And then- what are you thinking after you catch the ball? You see a bunch of green in front of you, right? Yeah, touchdown. Um, my mentality every time I get the ball is to, you know, get yards and, and try to get, uh, you know, make a play, uh, make a touchdown for our team. So um, that was my, my mindset uh, through that play. How about, you think the, how about the, other, the other interception? Uh, the second one, like I said, I just trust my instincts. Uh, I actually told uh, Brad earlier in the game they did the same thing. I broke on it, but um, they actually threw a back shoulder. And I told them after that, I told them, I said, if they do that again, I'm going to be there and I'm going to pick it. And they did the same thing, uh, tried to run a double move, um, pumped them, and then threw it the same way he pumped. And, you know, I made a play. So uh, that's what happened. Did you save him? Did you save him? Because James said you saved him. <laughs> uh, nah, I don't think I saved him. Uh, but he, he was there anyways. He would Either one of us would have made the play. But uh, I told him that I had his back. Um, and he knew that. And, and you know, I, I made sure that I, uh, you know, Accomplished that, and I did have his back on that play. Is it, is it, is it harder to focus on this game and get ready to play, given what happened with your former college teammate? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a unfortunate, um, you know, uh, you know, event that's going on right now. Um, my prayers is up for you know him and his family, and uh, the one, uh, the person that passed, and their family too. Um, so uh, I don't really have you know much comment on it further than that. 
Xavier, did having to be out of practice this week because of the protocol give you second thoughts about not getting vaccinated? You said what? You're not vaccinated, right? So did having to be out of the practice this week as part of the protocol mm -hmm. give you second thoughts about getting the vaccine? Uh, well, uh, I think it's, you know, it's everybody's choice. Everybody has reasons. Um, so I have my reasons. Everybody else has their reasons. So, um, you know, that's what I think. If, you, if I could follow up, what, what were your you mentioned it. What what are you, what were your reasons for not getting it? Uh, that's for it's that's you know for me. Um, you know, not for anybody else. Xavier, yeah. you have three uh, you have three rookies playing outside linebacker and Trent Harris from the practice squad. Hold on. Roche makes the big play. What have you seen from him? And just what kind of challenge is that for three rookies at a position? I think they've been you know playing uh, playing their ass off. Um, you know, they come come to practice each and every day. Uh, they're in meetings locked in, um, so you know I know they're going to go out there and play hard each and every time. And I'm not surprised when they make plays. Uh, I'm not surprised when anybody on defense makes plays because, uh, like I said, and like I've said before, we go out there and execute. Um, we get our, get the job done, um, and we just try to improve with each and every practice and each and every game. So. Did you surprise you were able to play this game? Like earlier in the week, did you did you think you were going to be? Yeah, I, I thought uh, at first I, I was like I said I wasn't sure. Um, at first I thought I wasn't going to be able to play just because of I didn't know how to, really the rules were. Um, but I did know that you know I, I tested negative, so um, I wasn't I wasn't quite sure. That's why it was kind of a longer week for me because I was in between. You know, am I if I, am I going to be up or am I not going to be up? So it was hard to balance that. But um, when I figured out and found out that I could play and I practiced on Friday, um, I was I was good to go. Thanks, guys. Yep. That's Giant Safety, Xavier McKinney. I think we're going to have one more guest here. And we are. This is Quincy Roche heading to the podium here. That strip sack to win the game for the Giants on the Raiders' final drive. Let's go to him at the podium. Quincy, we'll talk about that last play, the last play in the, the strip sack fumble. Uh, yeah. Um, I've been looking at a set all game. Um, you know, I was going power for the most part. Um, that drive, um, wanted to give a change. I wanted to switch it up um, against a good player. Um, you know, and I just, I just want, I beat him around the edge. You know, he's a great player. Um, he's a great player. So what, what has got through your head when you're approaching Derek Carr at the end of that, that play? Because it looked pretty clear, they had a clear uh, shot at him. Yeah. Just finish. Um, it goes back to what we do in practice. Um, just practicing, finishing all the time, just at the top of your rushes. Um, you know that's that's been drilled um, hundreds of times. Um, so when you're in the game, you just you just go, you just your body's taking over. When you, you get the ball out, when you get the ball out, are you even seeing it at that point? I and mean, you see Leonard kind of. No, nah, I just heard the crowd start screaming. Um, and that's how I knew. <laughs> My head was turned the other way, and I saw the I saw the crowd screaming. I heard the crowd screaming, and you know I just I got super excited. Joe, you know, you know, you know, you know, have you seen your pass rush kind of improve since you've been here? Can you say that again? How, in what ways have you seen this defense really grow and the pass rush improve since you've been here? Yeah, um, I think it's just everybody gelling together. Um, everybody working hard in practice, um, and, it, and it shows in the game. Um, you know, so I'm really, I'm really thrilled with this defense, the way we've been playing. Um, but of course, there's room, there's room for improvement. Um, so we're back in the lab after this bye week, and we got a tough opponent next. Joe was talking about. Uh, he was telling us a little while ago that there was that Patrick was kind of on the sidelines. He was using the word, the phrase, drawing a few plays up in the dirt for that last drive. You know, stuff that you, you guys knew and understood, but maybe wasn't in the game plan. Was was anything that you did on that last play there part of that? And, and do you do you recall of anything? 
particular play that was key there? Yeah, we made we made some adjustments. Um, you know, coach is great at coming to the sideline, making adjustments during the game. Um, it's one of the things I'm understanding being a rookie is that you know there will be a lot of adjustments um, coming during the game. Um, you know, we made some adjustments in the last drive and it paid off. On that last play, on your play, was there an adjustment made? No, that was a play we ran before. When you guys are on the field in the last series, are you guys talking about we got to make a play, or are you just saying do your job, or what? So anytime you have two minute situation, um, you know, for the pass rusher that's on the field, I mean, that's time to show up. Um, that's for any pass rusher. Um, so you know, that, that's the moments that we that we live for um, is those two minute opportunities, opportunities to um, help the team and get the quarterback down. You started your, you started your season in Pittsburgh. What's it like playing for the Giants right now and everything you've gone through up to this point? Um, I'm, I'm thankful to be here. Um, I'm thrilled to be here. I'm thankful for the opportunity for the Giants to claim me off of waivers. Um, and I've just been trying to get better every day. Um, that's my job, um, to come in here with a good, great mindset, get better every day. Um, and when my number's called, show up. Quincy O'Shane was down for this game, a healthy scratch. I'm wondering if he was a good teammate about it, said anything to you and uh, Ojolari and Trent and the guys who Kind of took his spot this game. Yeah, he's been supportive um, since I got here. Um, me and him was me and him was uh, coming off the bench together, uh, so that was the guy who was you know helping me through the playbook, um, helping guide me through everything. So he's been nothing but supportive, um, and I'm the same for him. That's Quincy Roche leaving the podium with that big play at the end of the game to seal the victory for the Giants. And now we'll have our player of the game. That's Devontae Booker, Giants running back. He will wrap us up here down at the Giants press conference room. Here's Devontae. How was your hip? Uh, it was great. Um, went back, got x-rayed on it, and everything was good. So you, you, laughed the other day, you laughed the other day when you said uh, revenge game. Oh, man. Not a bad revenge game for you. Uh, yeah, like I said, it was, you know, just going out there, having fun with these guys, and, you know, really just like backyard football talking smack to him and just running up and down the field. It was it was great. How do you feel right now? What did they tell you? Is the thing, do you have to go get an MRI? or what's, what's uh, I feel great right now. Um, I don't know anything about that right now at this point, but uh, as of right now, I feel great and, um, you know, just enjoy this bye week. Well, you were so well when we only deal with you guys today because like, for a couple minutes, you were the first 100-yard rusher. You guys have had on here. Mm. What really clicked today for you guys? Uh, shoot, really, it just... We knew what was at stake. Um, you know, we, we know we had a bye coming up, but we wanted to, you know, go out there and prove that we can run the ball on these guys. And um, we did that. Uh, our line was blocking their ass off tonight, and um, it was opening up holes for me to run through. And, um, and, and really, like, yeah, we were just doing everything that we needed to do on the offensive side with us running and passing to uh, get this victory tonight. Were you able to watch what happened at the end with both with Eli and then the defense getting a turnover from? Yeah, I was uh, I was actually out there on the field. Uh, I was waiting to go back in, but um, really, you know, the last of the game part, you know, played out and I didn't go in. So. How, how was the hundred yard day? How aware were you of the hundred yard? Uh, I wasn't really aware at all. Um, I know one of our uh, our running back coach said something about it at halftime. And uh, I didn't really pay attention to it. Um, you know, I look at all that stuff after the game. But, you know, um, really, you guys telling me that I, was, that I had 100 yards, that's pretty
pretty much like the first time me hearing it. So that was Giants running back Devontae Booker speaking to the media as he led the way with 122 scrimmage yards to help the Giants beat the Raiders 23-16. We will step aside when we come back. We'll take you around the NFL Week 9 scoreboard and we'll have final thoughts as we wrap up the network portion of our postgame show as the Giants win their second straight at home 3-6 and six overall. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Evan Ingram, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan, WFAN New York. This look at traffic is brought to you by Monmouth University, top five in the nation for access and excellence. Learn more at monmouth.edu slash exceptional. We have a slow go as you travel on the western spur of the turnpike. In fact, we've got heavy duty delays from 18W all the way down to the eastern spur split. The eastern spur is jammed up south of Route 3 and northbound from the Vince Lombardi service area up to the merge with 46. Route 3 westbound some extra volume from the stadium and exiting for Route 21 and heavy again from the parkway to the merge with Route 46. Northbound Route 17 between William Street up to Terrace Avenue and Hasbrook Heights. All lanes closed for construction. Follow the posted detour. 35-minute delays into town at the GW Bridge. It is 35 at the Lincoln and 45 at the Holland. Now back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point with Lens Meadow. And thank you so much as we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Let's take you through the Week 9 NFL scoreboard. We have currently a few games currently in progress. Second quarter, the Chargers and the Eagles are tied at 7. Justin Herbert with a touchdown pass in that game. Jordan Howard ran in for Philadelphia. Also in the second, the Chiefs blanking the Packers 7-0. Jordan Love, of course, starting for Green Bay in this game with Aaron Rodgers on the COVID reserve list. Patrick Mahomes with a touchdown pass to tight end Travis Kelsey. The Cardinals, they're without Kyler Murray, as well as DeAndre Hopkins and A.J. Green, yet Ooh. they are leading the Niners 7-0 in the first quarter. Jimmy Garoppolo under center in this game for San Francisco. Colt McCoy starting for the Cardinals. Everything else went final earlier today. The Browns ran past the Bengals 41-16. Nick Chubb, 14 carries, 137 yards two touchdowns. Joe Burrow was picked off twice. One was returned 99 yards for a touchdown by Denzel Ward. How about the Broncos? They beat up the Cowboys 30-16, snapping Dallas's six-game winning streak. Teddy Bridgewater had a touchdown pass, and they also ran the ball extremely effectively between Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. The Dolphins topped the Texans 17-9. Miles Gaskin with a rushing score in that one. Atlanta Nearly blew a lead to New Orleans, did blow a lead. Then all of a sudden rallied late to top New Orleans, 27-25. Young-Way Koo with the walk-off game-winning 29-yard field goal in that one. Cordaro Patterson with a big reception to help set up that field goal. The Patriots cruise past the Panthers, 24-6. Sam Darnold picked off three times. How about the Jacksonville Jaguars at home? Knocking off the Buffalo Bills 9-6. Josh Allen picked off twice. He was also sacked four times. The Ravens outlasted the Vikings 34-31 in overtime. Justin Tucker, a game-winning 36-yard field goal with 19 seconds left in the extra session. Once again, heartbreak city for the Minnesota Vikings, who certainly have their fair share of close losses this season. They fall to 3-5. That was the NFL in action. It was brought to you by Bigelow T. Grab a mug and T proudly as we are recapping the Giants victory over the Raiders 23 to 16 before we get more into that contest let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the WFAN Giants radio network 
Boomer and Geo get you back to work tomorrow morning with lots of talk about Giants and Raiders, plus the Knicks and the Nets, all here on WFAN New York. Walk-off hit. As we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point, Lance Meadow, Bob Papa, Carl Banks with you. So the Giants are able to hold off the Raiders who had possession late in this game, got down to the Giants' 13-yard line. It was Quincy Roche, the strip sack, Leonard Williams, the recovery. This was certainly a game, Carl, in which the Giants' defense put its stamp on it. And I just want to throw out some numbers here. The last three games against the Panthers, the Chiefs, and the Raiders, those opponents have combined to go 3 of 13 in the red zone. That's just 23% efficiency, and that is a big reason why they were able to close out this game today. Well, that's a sign of improvement, right? Um, I know when we were on the air, Bob was talking about where their overall ranking is in the red zone, but the things that they're trending towards the last three games. So that's going to get that's going to get um, even more improved upon. But this was a this was collectively a team win because they're for their psyche. They needed it. They needed it from everybody, and they got it. They got it from Evan Ingram. Um, the run game gave it to them. And then this defense. You score, um, sudden change. You set the, de- the offense up for another score, which was a field goal. Um, and then you close the game out. And that's, you know, that's what you want to see from a team when they don't have all of their, their tools available to them. And, you know, Bob used the word they played to their profile offensively. And certainly they did. Um, you know, the questions were asked of the wide receivers that you know you only had two catches and that you think the tight ends in the backs were going to be there. That's who they are right now. You know, um, I'm sure they can't say, well, we can't we can't take deep shots down the field because our line won't hold up. They just say this is who we are. We all have to be ready to go. Well, and this was, Bob, the Raiders' ninth pass defense ranking-wise in the NFL. So their weakness was on the ground. They were giving up 131 rushing yards per game. That was 29th, and the Giants took advantage of that. And that's also something that we've talked about leading into games, right? And then the end results doesn't necessarily showcase that. Well, and also the other strength of the Raiders is, uh, although they don't have a big sack total, uh, they were number one in the NFL in quarterback hits. Uh, Max Crosby was number one individually in quarterback hits. According to next-gen stats, Ngakwe led the NFL or leads the NFL in quarterback pressures. So when you're looking at the Giants in a situation like this, with a compromised offensive line as it is and their inability to pass block, uh, it was going to be hard to get the ball down the field. So I thought they had a good game plan. It's not like they they didn't try to force it. Like they didn't try right. to say, ah, oh, you know, we got Tony. We got to throw deep. We got to throw deep to this guy. They threw it to the backs. They threw it to the tight ends. They ran the ball. You know, for everything that we criticized this offensive line for, and rightfully so. You know, give them credit for one thing. They ran block well today. They opened up a lot of holes for Booker. Sure, Booker did a nice job. You know, it gets you salivating thinking of, man, with some of these holes that were there, a hell, what a healthy Saquon, <laughs> Saquon could Barkley do. would do, yeah, right? Which would then open up even more in the passing game. But it is what it is. You know, they won the football game. Uh, they've certainly, as we saw on Monday night, as we saw against Atlanta, and as we saw against Washington, they certainly have found ways to lose games. Mm-hmm. So got to give them credit for finding a way to win one. And that's what they did. Uh, they, they came out and they won a game against a team that was in first place in their division. 
Uh, coming off a Monday night game in Kansas City, which they easily could have won that one. And the fact that they had all these COVID issues this week that they had to deal with. So, you know, you you, you got to give them credit. Is it perfect? Are they a playoff team? No. Are they going to win the Super Bowl with this roster? No. But if but, they continue to beat playoff caliber teams, that tells you they are moving in the right direction. Yeah, and, you know, the quarterback played a smart game. He, put, he didn't put the ball in harm's way with the exception of the fumble, but the defense, complimentary, held him to three points. Yep. So that was good. They didn't give up a touchdown there because you feel like if they would have given up a touchdown, like, can they score? Cause, and, and then McKinney makes a play and gets you a pick six. So, I mean, I think if you're a Giant fan, you got to be happy. I don't think you can be worried about what your draft position is and all that other stuff. <laughs> oh, no, they'll be unhappy some. Not all Giants fans, but there are some that were so invested in the, the worst that could come of this season so that they could get all the change they desire in the draft picks that they want, that they just won't celebrate the little things. But that's not that's not all fans, and it's not most fans. It's a few that, you know, um, make their voices known as to how disgusted they are that the Giants won the game. But that's uh, – like, true fans will celebrate this, especially the improvement in the growth of this defense and um, the contributions of players that, you know, often do not get the uh, – praise that that they should like an Evan Ingram who has put together some some good games this season too and starting to slowly with the good the good plays slowly erase some of the memories that people have of bad plays yeah and if you're a season ticket holder and you've watched the Giants go 10 and 26 since the start of 2017 and you paid to come today you're leaving happy. I mean, and, and you know what? I'm a season ticket holder. I plopped down my so money for my four PSLs. I pay for my tickets. My son Max was here today. He's six and a half. This is the first game he's ever seen the Giants win at home, preseason and regular season. So, you know, rejoice in it, celebrate it, take it for what it is, and hopefully this team keeps getting better as the season goes on. So they beat the Raiders 23 to 16, 3 and 6 now overall, 2 and 3 here at MetLife Stadium. They now enter the Week 10 bye. Up next, a trip to Tampa to collide with the defending Super Bowl, champ- Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Week 11 on Monday Night Football. Well, stick with us if you're listening to us on the fan in New York. We'll be right back to with more post-game coverage, but it's time to say goodbye to the affiliates on our radio network and on the Giants digital platforms. The final score once again, Giants 23, Raiders 16. You've been listening to Giants football on the WFAN Giants radio network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck.